Do you love early intervention, but feel like you need more mentorship and information to thrive in this setting? We're here to provide a safe, inclusive community where we learn from and uplift one another. It's our mission to prepare students and practitioners to be confident and competent working in early intervention. Hi, I'm Amira Johnson. I'm Danielle DiLorenzo. And I'm Sarah Putt. And together, we're the real OTs of early intervention. Today is such an amazing day because I, I cannot believe that it is our podcast's birthday. It has been one year since the three of us have gotten together and put out so many amazing episodes. So to actually look back and think about all of the knowledge and all of the collaboration and interaction with our amazing community, I'm just feeling tremendous amounts of gratitude. Sarah, how how are you feeling in this moment as our podcast queen? I, you know, I've always looked up to you as this amazing podcast creator. You helped us thinking back from that very first episode. We've grown so much. So how are you feeling about it all now? Honestly, the word that comes to mind is just amazing. And I feel like I say that word all the time because everything is always just so amazing. And I get so excited and so passionate about it. And looking back and doing a little bit of kind of reflecting over this past year and actually beyond, because this whole thing, the real OTs of early intervention started long before the the podcast actually first was released. And I remember the two really kind of pivotal moments in in my memory when we're talking about the podcast, we're talking about the real OTs are the times that I first met you, Danielle, and we were sitting having lunch and the two of us were just so excited. And we're like, we want to do something together. Like you literally said it. And I think I said it at the same time. And it's like, I want to work with you. I want to work with you. Okay. This is going to be awesome. We had no idea really what we were going to do. We just knew we both had this passion for early intervention and that we wanted to work together on something. And if I remember correctly, this was like late January of 2020. And then Fast forward just a, like a handful of months to like early summer of 2020. And that's when Amira came to me and was like, hey, I have this idea and was like, just telling me all about, how I want to do this thing in early intervention and I want to work with you. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. <laughs> this is exactly it. And everything kind of came together. So, I mean, really it's almost been like a two year in the making type thing. And that's why I feel like it is just so amazing because so much has happened so much beforehand, so much since we've released the podcast, it is an amazing feeling to be here today. So I'm curious, Amira, where, where are you, where, how are you feeling in this moment? I am just grateful to be here because I feel like this is you, you two are like the the early intervention family I never knew I needed when I first started out. And I was in complete awe. Like I was awestruck by both of you when I first joined 
the OT Instagram community. And I think a lot of people, when you first join on the Instagram community, you kind of have these people who are like the really cool people of the OT Instagram space. And so, you know, I knew Sarah, I knew Danielle and I was like, wow, these, these two are, they're doing early intervention. You know, Sarah, you were in private practice. Um, Danielle, I just loved all of your posts of you, you would come outside and you would be in your backyard and you would just be talking and I'd be like, I love this. I love this so much. And so when, you know, fast forward, when we finally came together. I mean, when I closed my laptop after you both kind of told me, we want you to be a part of this. I, I like, I tears welled up in my eyes. I ran to Mozzie and I was like, the most incredible thing just happened. I was like, I just like, this was a dream that I didn't even know that I needed or that I had for myself. And so when you both came to me, it just felt, I just felt so grateful that you would, you know, you saw something in me that because I was so new to it all, I really didn't see that in myself. And so, you know, for you, I think uh, our first episode or one of our first couple episodes we did and you were like, you felt like you were both waiting for me. And that just meant so much to feel like, you know, each of us brings this unique perspective. Um, but we're, you know, we're just, we're doing it together. And I just, I really love that. So I'm just grateful. We were totally fangirling you. We were like, did you see this girl, Amira, the new, she's a new grad. She's an EI. She's doing Nikki. I'm following. This is amazing. I was like, I can't wait to see like how like she's going to progress across her career. And I was like, you're just, you are a breath of fresh air to the early intervention community. I, I don't think there's any other better way to describe it. And I use that word community because in early intervention, we are often alone. You know, Amira, you're so lucky. You work in a team-based model. Sometimes we get the privilege of working with other practitioners, but most often like Sarah and myself, based on where we're at, we're working alone. So I know the three of us really wanted to provide a resource to early intervention practitioners that, you know, before COVID was easily accessible from a drive to one house to the other, but just to show that sense of community and have that mentorship and being able to really learn from all of you about what your early intervention journeys have been like all over the world. And that's been something that's been so amazing to me that when we had started putting out these podcast episodes, we have an ongoing joke that you'll see, add it to the list because y'all keep telling us you want to hear about these things. And we're all like, yes, yes, there's, there's unlimited amount of things that we can talk about in early intervention that you're never going to learn in school. And the things that we all wish we had access to when we started our journey. So we, I think together, it's really exciting that we all just had that mindset. So as it's coming together, we're like, yes, let's build this community and empower and really put out good information that people want to hear. Cause that's what this is about. What do y'all want to hear? So we've been listening and that's how we've kept going and picked our topics and I also think there's this, there's this curiosity piece too. And I, it's always like when, when a topic or a question or something comes to me, I'll sit here, I'll think about it in my own experience, everything that I've kind of gone through. And then I'm like, I cannot wait to talk about this on the show and get Danielle's insight and Amira's insight on this topic, because I know that we all have kind of our, our unique lens and our unique experience that we bring to the table. So I have this curiosity piece of like, what does this look like where you practice? How, how is it similar? How is it different? And that, I mean, there's, there's, there's a curiosity for the three of us 
But then that actually even generalizes that I'm curious about everybody else and what it looks like where they're practicing and how it might be different, how it might be similar. And this could be across the US and across the world in the practice area of of early intervention. And it really has kind of broadened my look. I, I guess over my 12 years of working in early intervention, specifically in Southern California, it's a very small maybe viewpoint, I guess you could say. But when you broaden it to all of California, to all of the US, to all of the world and how practitioners are practicing in early intervention, I just, I want to hear about that. So I have this just huge curiosity to learn from what everybody else is doing in early intervention. I think that's been one of the coolest parts of, of, being a part of this project is because we do get to hear from people in our DMs and in our comments and they're sending us messages and, you know, they're talking about what early intervention looks like in their, in their setting or in their state. And I know when I first started out, I felt very frustrated as a new grad because I was like, why didn't we learn this in school? Like, why didn't we learn about, you know, a team-based model? And it really kind of allowed me to give my program actually a lot of grace because I was like, well, of course, they're not going to be able to teach us everything that we need to know about early intervention. I mean, that would be a year-long program in itself because it just varies so much across the states. And so, but when I first started out, I didn't understand that. And so this has really given me, like you said, just kind of broadening, you know, my horizons and understanding that what early intervention looks like, you know, back home in North Carolina looks entirely different than where I'm practicing now in Arizona. So it's been just nice to be able to talk to other, you know, other practitioners and all parts of, of the, the world and to hear even the, the program names are different in some locations. And so it's been so interesting uh, just to learn about it. But at the end of the day, we all have the same goal and the same mission. And, you know, that's what it's all about. I'm so glad that you brought up the new grad piece, because this is something that in doing some of this reflection over the past year in some of the message that messages that we have been receiving, I have heard from so many people, students and new grads who are like, thank you for being here because you're the reason that I sought out a fieldwork placement in early intervention. You are the reason that I applied for that job as a new grad, fresh out of school to go into early intervention. And like, as I'm saying this, I'm like, really, I'm, I'm getting chills. I am getting all the feels because we know that early intervention isn't for everybody, but it doesn't mean that you can't be a new grad and go and I mean, just reach your full potential in early intervention. And it honestly means the world to hear that because of something that the three of us have put together with help from the EI community, we have now supported people in their journey and they have now taken on and and gone on into this amazing practice area, especially as a new grad, because it is hard. It's hard for everybody. It's hard for experienced practitioners to get into early intervention. And I love that so many people are like, yeah, this is where I want to go. I know people tell me I shouldn't do it. I'm going to go do it. And and they're going to exceed and just, uh, they're going to do amazing things. So I, I just love that that's happened. That was one of my favorite voicemails that I got to leave was, I remember specifically all three of us, when we had someone reach out and they're like, I have this interview for EI or something. And then they messaged us back and said, I got the job. Like, thank you. And like, oh, I just remember feeling this sense of like, yes, like you totally had it in you. And we were just here to kind of fill in those blanks, give you a couple of tools. And one of those tools was our podcast. And that's why we decided to branch out, not just, you know, from Instagram, but we wanted to provide more information 
to everybody all over the world so that we can continue to, you know, advance those perspectives. Because when we are alone in our own practice areas where we live, sometimes we don't even know what's out there, what could be available until we start to grow this community. So speaking of podcasts and our Instagram, we have almost 2.5 thousand of you that follow along with us, which is just so amazing. We're so blessed for each and every one of you. And we have been putting out our podcast now for one year. So Sarah, I am going to throw this back to you. How is our podcast doing? Does everybody love what we're doing? What are more things that, you know, we have looking forward and some of our, you know, favorite episodes that we've seen since we put everything out? So, yeah, oh, I love I love kind of diving into some of the numbers and some of the specifics about episodes and all of that, because it's huge. I mean, but before I get into our numbers, actually, I want to share a couple of little stats about just podcasting in general. So typically, generally speaking, and this is not just OT podcasts, this is just podcasts across the board. Most podcasts don't make it past seven episodes seven episodes. And then what ends up happening, it's called pod fading, where basically the shows will be there. They'll produce about seven, sometimes less. And then they just fizzle and they're just, they're gone because podcasting takes a lot of work. It is preparing, it's recording, it's editing, it's getting out there, takes a lot of time. And so I think a lot of people get excited about it. And then they're like, oh, I can't do this on top of my full-time job and on top of being a parent and on top of running a private practice and whatever it is that you're doing. So with that in mind, this will actually be episode 24 that we are releasing. So first and foremost, like that's huge. We way surpassed seven episodes. We've made it to 24 and we are not stopping anytime soon. So that is huge. And our show has been downloaded over 8,500 times, which is also a huge number in the podcasting space as well. So yeah. And then we also have I guess I should share maybe our top three downloaded episodes so far. Danielle, your solo episode about mindfulness and movement in the early years is our number one top downloaded episode of all time. And I want to point out that this is huge because this is actually one of the more recent episodes, which means that it hasn't had as much time to gain downloads as say some of our earlier episodes. So typically when you're looking at the most like top downloaded episodes, you're going to see them from earlier on in the journey because they have been in existence longer. So the fact that Danielle's episode came out and it, you know, only came out within the last couple months and it, it is the top downloaded episode. That's just massive. That's huge. And then our second most downloaded episode is the episode that we did about early intervention diagnoses. And then the number three top downloaded episode was why we love early intervention. So any of these episodes that I've mentioned so far or anything kind of moving forward, it will be linked in the show notes. So if you want to go check those episodes out, you can see all the links in the show notes for any episode or any of the resources that we mentioned in this episode. So I know we kind of have been talking a lot so far, just kind of reflecting back of how about the past year and the episodes we put out, what our numbers are looking like, and some of these things that just have happened over this past year. But let's look forward into our future and what we kind of have in store. So Danielle, why don't you kick us off? Cause I know we got, I know we got some big things in the works here. The number one thing that all of you want is treatment ideas. 
it is this overflowing amount of questions that we receive. And whenever we say like, what topics do you want more on treatment ideas? Well, we listened and we are listening. So we are going to be putting together this amazing treatment planning. Maybe it'll be a book. Maybe it'll be a course. Maybe it'll be a webinar. We don't know because the wonderful thing about the future is that when you have three OT entrepreneurs that are like working on themselves and then coming together to grow something, the ideas are constantly flowing. And one of those driving factors are you, our audience, because without all of you, then why would we be sitting here providing all this information? Because we want it to be valuable and useful. So you can feel competent and confident when you're going into the homes and going into your various places to see your kids. So we don't have a time frame as to when it's going to be out, but that's definitely one of our biggest priorities because it's a big priority to you. So one way to know when our treatment planning, whatever we decide to do is coming out, <laughs> make sure you join our email list. Remember, we are really going to be putting a lot of information on our website. We're going to be expanding on our posts on Instagram through blog posts. We're going to be providing our monthly newsletters right now. So the only way to get access to that and get all of the most up-to-date information about what we're doing is to join that email list. And I think as well, we know that we want to just continue to provide valuable content and resources for our EI community so we can continue to grow and learn from one another. And I think really take all three of our individual perspectives and what's meaningful to us, pour that back into what we're doing. So I know for me as a parent and a professional that have both been through the early intervention process and what that journey has looked like for me and just my evolution of early intervention, just from back when I was 18 years old till now 39, it's just changed so much. So I love to continually bring that perspective to support therapists that really want to be able to have that foundational lens of, Hey, I'm working with the baby, but this is really about the family and their family needs. And there is a way to merge all of that together and support all of those relationships and just continuing to provide my personal and professional experiences with our families always at the lead. I love that, Danielle. And I think one of the things that I've learned over this past year as we have this project, this business is just how much what we're doing personally and kind of outside of the real OTs is really impacting and driving the direction that we're going to continue to go in. So I know for me over the past year, I've really dived into the entire personal finance community. And I now call myself a personal finance enthusiast because I just really love it. And I think it's so important to have these conversations. And so as the new grad in early intervention, well, new ish graduate in early intervention, I really feel like I, I can relate to those who are coming out of OT school. You've got this debt, you want to go into early intervention, but you're kind of worried about the unpredictable pay. You're kind of worried about, you know, should you be an employee, a contractor, all these different things. And so I think going forward, well, I know going forward, I'm going to be able to tie in what I've been learning and have been able to manage my money better being an early intervention and still feeling that financial stability, which is so important. So I love that Danielle, just really touching on how we are going to be using what we're passionate about outside of early intervention, but still how that it all ties together and it's all being added to the list. <laughs> it's all being added to the list. And you're, you are going to hear us say that all the time because we constantly have more and more ideas. And, and honestly, I think 
there, there's a quote that really stands out to me as the three of us are talking and sharing about kind of our individual experiences and our, our individual lenses that we have, but then being able to come together and how it makes us just stronger and better together. And the quote is individually unique together complete. And that is something that I picked up when I was in college. Yes. Sorority days. If anybody else was in a sorority, you know, we kind of have these cheesy quotes, but it really has just kind of stuck with me. And I think for me, one of kind of the, the two really kind of I guess, pivotal things that have really kind of been affecting my practice have been my shift into becoming a mother. And now at the time of this recording, have a, having a six and a half month old daughter, and then also the kind of entrepreneurship and private practice mindset that I have in running my own private practice that specializes in early intervention. And I know I, like I've shared bits and pieces about it, but I definitely moving forward, want to share more about that, that business piece and, and specifically being in early intervention too. Cause I think that's another component that can tie into finances that can tie into life that can just tie into so many things. And I think it is an important thing to bring to the table in this community here. So again, we have kind of all of our unique passions but when we bring them all together, we are complete. I love that so much. And talking about bringing our individual passions to this podcast, you're going to be hearing more solo episodes from each one of us for things that are really meaningful and very personal and paired with our professional experiences to just provide more knowledge for you all to be successful in an early intervention practice. So we want to know, what do you want to see and hear from us? We want to add it to the list. We love adding to the list, but we really want to know what you all want so we can create resources to continue to support you. You can reach out to us at www.therealotees.com, or you could DM us on Instagram at the real OTs of EI. We're so excited you joined us today. Check out our website, therealotees.com for more information about anything discussed in the episode and sign up for our email list so you don't miss out on any of our awesome EI resources. And join our amazing community of students and practitioners to get your questions answered and learn from others working in early intervention. Whether you're in the car, on your lunch break, or signing in to your next virtual session, thanks for keeping it real with the real OTs of early intervention.